Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This will be for section 127. This is an epistle by Joseph to the saints about baptisms for the dead. The heading reads, An epistle from Joseph Smith the prophet to the Latter-day Saints at Nauvoo, Illinois, containing directions on baptism for the dead, dated at Nauvoo, September 1st, 1842. Before the prophet Joseph sent this revelation and Doctrine and Covenant section 128 to the saints, an unknown person made a serious attempt on the life of former Governor Boggs of Missouri. Orrin Porter Rockwell, a Mormon, was accused of the crime. Porter was arrested on these charges and spent nine months in prison. He was later acquitted and released. And Joseph Smith was named as his accessory. Residents of Missouri tried to compel the governor of Illinois, Thomas Carlin, to extradite Joseph Smith to Missouri to answer these false charges. This was a conspiracy to get the prophet back into the hands of the Missourian mobbers. Governor Carlin of Illinois had joined in this conspiracy contrary to every principle of correct law, as it was later shown in the trial which was held in Springfield, Illinois. From his place of concealment, the prophet wrote these two letters. Willard Richards said, President Joseph Smith has this day received a full and complete discharge from all his bonds and difficulties touching the case of Missouri in the case of Lilburn W. Boggs' attempted assassination, having undergone a patient and laborious investigation by the Circuit Court of the United States, now in session in this place. Judge Pope presiding. It was decided that all the proceedings against the Mormon prophet were illegal and that the case should never be revived again. Joseph is in good health and fine spirits and all rejoicing after uh, that righteousness has prevailed throughout all the deliberations of the court. Consequently, Joseph is again free and ready to attend to his master's business. The saints rejoice... And the heavens are glad that truth has not entirely left the earth and that the kingdom is at hand. Yours in the Gospel, W. Richards. The first public discourse on the subject of baptism for the dead had been given on the 15th of August, 1840, at the funeral of Seymour Brunson, who had been a member of the High Council in Nauvoo. Simon Baker made an account of what Joseph Smith had said on that occasion. He, the prophet, read the greater part of of the 15th chapter of Corinthians, and remarked that the gospel of Jesus Christ brought glad tidings of great joy, and then remarked that he saw a widow in that congregation that had a son who died without being baptized, and this widow, in reading the sayings of of Jesus, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven, and that not one jot nor tittle of the Savior's words should pass away, but all should be fulfilled." He then said that this widow should have glad tidings in that thing. He also said the Apostle Paul was talking to a people who understood baptism for the dead, for it was practiced among them. He went on to say that people could now act for their friends who had departed this life, and that the plan of salvation was calculated to save all who will be willing to obey the requirements of the law of God. Verse, uh, by the summer of 1842, persecution had grown to the point that Prophet Joseph Smith was forced into hiding. This revelation was given while he was staying in the home of Brother Taylor, father of John Taylor. Verse 1, For as much as the Lord has revealed unto me that my enemies, both in Missouri and this state, were again in the pursuit of me, and inasmuch as they pursue me without a cause, 
and have not the least shadow of color or coloring of justice or right on their side in the getting up of their prosecutions against me, and inasmuch as their pretensions are all founded in falsehood of the blackest dye, I have thought it expedient and wisdom in me to leave the place for a short season for my own safety and the safety of this people. I would say to all those who with whom I have business that I have left my affairs with agents and clerks. Oliver K. Granger, William W. Phelps, William Clayton, Willard Richards, and James Sloan, who, who will transact all business in a prompt and proper manner and will see that all my debts are canceled in due time by turning out property or otherwise as the case may require or as the circumstances may admit of. When I learn that the storm is fully blown over, then I will return to you again. Responding to the question as to why the prophet was constantly subjected to such harassment, Brigham Young said, why, why was he hunted from neighborhood to neighborhood, from city to city, from state to state, and at last suffered death? Because he received revelations from the Father, from the Son, and was ministered to by holy angels, and published to the world the direct will of the Lord concerning his children on the earth. Again, why was he persecuted? Because he revealed to all mankind a religion so plain and so easily understood, consistent with the Bible and so true. It is now as it was in the days of the Savior. Let people believe and practice these principles, God-like truths, and, and it will be as it was in the, old, in the old world. They will say, if this man be let alone, he will come and take away our, our peace and nation. Brigham also said, Joseph, our prophet, was hunted and driven, arrested and persecuted, and although no, no law was ever made in these United States that would bear against him, for he never broke a law, yet to my, to my certain knowledge he was defended in 46 lawsuits, and every time Mr. Priest was at the head of and led the band of, or mob who hunted and persecuted him, and when Joseph and Hiram were slain in Carthage jail, the mob painted like Indians were led by a preacher." Verse 2, And as for the perils which I am called to pass through, they seem but a small thing to me, as the envy and wrath of man have been my concern, or have been my common lot all the days of my life. And for what cause it seems mysterious, unless I was ordained from before the foundation of the world? For some good end or bad, as you may choose to call it, judge ye for yourselves. God knoweth all these things, whether it be good or bad. But nevertheless, deep water is what I am wont to swim in. It has it all has been uh, become a second nature to me, and I feel like Paul to glory in tribulation, for to this day has the God of my fathers delivered me out of them all, and will deliver me from henceforth, for behold and lo, I shall triumph over all my enemies, for the Lord God hath spoken it. Every man who has a calling to minister to the inhabitants of the world was ordained to that very purpose in the grand council of heaven before this world was. That's what Joseph Smith said. I suppose I was ordained to this very office in that grand council. Verse 3, Let all the saints rejoice, therefore, and be exceedingly glad, for Israel's God is their God, and he will mete out a just recompense of reward upon the heads of the, all their oppressors. And again, verily, thus saith the Lord, let, let, the, let the work of my temple and all the works which I have appointed unto you be continued on and not cease, and let your diligence and your perseverance and your patience and your works be, be redoubled, and you shall be in no wise, you shall in no wise lose your reward, saith the Lord of hosts. And if they persecute you, so persecuted they the prophets and righteous men that were before you. For all this there is a reward in heaven. Remember, this is for the Nauvoo Temple. 
It can justly be said that the revelations received in Nauvoo and the ordinances performed in its temple rank among the most important events in earth's history. Events of such spiritual grandeur require a matching expression of faith. The building and completion of the Nauvoo temple constituted evidence sufficient for all the hosts of heaven to know that the Lord has indeed raised up a people worthy of an endowment of the endowment of power that he designed to put upon them. In the laboring of or in the laboring of building that temple, the nation of Israel was born anew, and the announcement made to all the world that the stone seen by Daniel has com- had commenced to roll forth, and there and that there was no power in heaven or on earth that could stop it. Verse five. And again, I give unto you a word in revel in relation to the baptism for your dead. Verily, thus saith the Lord unto you concerning your dead: When any of you are baptized for your dead, let there be a recorder. And let him be eyewitness to your baptism. Let him hear with his ears that he may testify of a truth, saith the Lord. Joseph Smith said, I have one remark to make respecting the baptism for the dead to suffice for the time being until I have opportunity to discuss the subject at greater length. All persons baptized for the dead must have a recorder present that he may be an eyewitness to record and testify of the truth and validity of his record. It will be necessary in the Grand Council that these things be testified to by competent witnesses. Therefore, let the recording and witnessing of baptisms for the dead be carefully attended to from this time forth. If there is any lack, it may be at the expense of our friends that may not come forth. Baptism is an ordinance of salvation by which men obtain entrance into the kingdom of heaven. Of necessity, it must be performed by one having authority, one properly commissioned to act, and of equal necessity, others sharing that same authority must act as witnesses of the event. They are also to see that proper records are kept. Such is the order of heaven. That was by Joseph Eli McConkie. Those qualified to be witnesses are priests in the Aaronic Priesthood and all holders of the Melchizedek Priesthood, which recently changed, remember, so that sisters uh, can also be uh, witnesses to baptisms. Uh, You just have to be um, asked to do so. Verse 7, That in all your recordings it may be recorded in heaven, whatsoever you bind on earth may be bound in heaven, whatsoever you loose on earth may be loosed in heaven. The responsibility of the Latter-day Saints is unique in the history of the world. Work for the dead had been done by the saints of the meridian of time, but it falls to the Latter-day Saints to accomplish the bulk of this work. In these verses, the Lord gives instructions so the work can be done in an orderly, verifiable way. Verse 8, For I am bound... For I am about to restore many things to the earth pertaining to the priesthood, saith the Lord of hosts. It was in Nauvoo that the fullness of the priesthood was restored. Here the keys of the kingdom were given to those who would succeed Joseph Smith in this great latter-day work. Here the twelve received the rights of the priesthood and all the powers and blessings of the temple. Here thousands of latter-day saints were clothed in the blessings of the priesthood and endowed with power from on high. Those sensitive to the things of the Spirit cannot walk the streets where old Nauvoo stood without the sense that they walk on sacred ground, the staging place for great events of our dispensation. Verse 9, And again, let all the records be had in remembrance, or be had in order, that they may be put in the archives of my holy temple, to be held in remembrance from generation to generation, saith the Lord of hosts. Temple records contain the names and ordinances, dates of the ordinance dates for all persons for whom temple work has been done in this dispensation. This important data is stored in in computers for ease of retrieval. This kind of record keeping fulfills the Lord's requirement for all the records to be had in order. 
Verse 10, I will say to all the saints that I desired with exceedingly great desire to have, address, to have addressed them from the stand on the subject of baptism for the dead on the following Sabbath, but inasmuch as it is out of my power to do so, I will write the word of the Lord from time to time on that subject and send it to you by mail as well as, as many other things. I now close my letter for the, per, for the present for the want of more time for the enemy is on the alert. And as the Savior said, the prince of this world cometh, but he hath nothing in me. Behold, my prayer to God is that you all may be saved, and I, and I subscribe myself, your servant, in the Lord, prophet and seer of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Joseph Smith. I bear testimony that these things are true, and that as we understand baptisms for the dead, that we can go to the temple often and, and do the work for those that can't do it for themselves. I bear that testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. Bye.